Hello everybody, and welcome to another new episode of BDSM Noir, where we talk about all things kinky and give a black man perspective on that. So, if that's up your alley, then you're in the right place. So stick around. I think you'll like what you're about to hear. Hey everybody. Um, today we're going to try to talk about relationships again. And um, got me a guest today. Her name is Jada. And we're going to try to find out um, what do people think about relationships and what they think they like and things they don't like. And I figure I ask her perspective on that. Now, Jada, what, is, what are some of the things you like about relationships or not? Well, starting with some of the things that I do like, I do like the intimacy and just being close to someone. Um, just having a, a companion, somebody you can just be yourself with, um, somebody you can be open and honest with. <clears throat> just really all the girlish stuff, I guess. Well, what the <laughs> All the girlish stuff. All the girlish stuff, all oh, the cuddling yeah. and the kissing and stuff, you know, of course, is a plus. But um, really just having a, a teammate, a partner, you know, somebody that can be your other half and, and have your back always. Ooh, the oxytocin and the dopamine release. <laughs> she said always makes the thing go. Okay, I can simple. Um, I guess for me, I would say probably the same. Um, somebody to have your back. You kind of at least share some of the interests you like into games, anime, meat, cooking meat all across the place. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Steaks on a Christmas tree, that kind of thing. Oh, goodness. You know what I'm saying? It does, but that's wonderful for the human mind and body. Um, let's see. What are the things you probably say you're not too fond about? Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, goodness. <laughs> trying to set me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things that I don't like is I mean just some of the everyday natural you know unfortunate kind of bound to happen things like um you know distance or you know working too much you know availability you know not everybody's going to check all your boxes and some things you have to compromise and just be open and willing to adjust to but um I just feel like sometimes in, I guess, my past relationships, I feel like most of the compromise was on my end. And I, I'm i assuming that's why those relationships ended. I mean, it's got to be 50-50. Hmm, okay. How do you feel about, because um, you were talking about working too much. I uh, knew a friend who pretty much would go out there and try to work, and... Um, they would say, let's say they got like a type of job where they're driving a truck or whatever. And they'll be gone for like a month, two months at a time. Do you find those type of jobs is rough keeping a family because they're gone for so long and they're doing whatever? <coughs> and the wife thing, like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I haven't had any while, so she gets a little wandering eye. What do you think? Um, I really just think it depends on that specific couple. Only because I, I know a, a, a married couple that are kind of in the same boat kind of in the same position and it works for them of course you know they're a little bit older so they've gone through a lot of the the rough beginning stages of their relationship and they've 
you know, formed something that works for them and their children and their families and, and things like that. There are some people that just can't handle the distance. And I mean, that makes sense just depending on you and your partner. And I think it really just boils down to a level of trust. If you can, you know, trust that person to be gone for 30 days and stay faithful, or you can trust your wife to, or your other partner to be at home and, you know, hold down the fort faithfully while you're gone. You know, those are things that you guys have to talk about and be honest about and try it. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, revisit it and compromise and see what tweaks you can make to make it work. Hmm. Okay, so got a hell of a perspective on that one. I will say I have seen a few on that, um, and I have seen studies, <coughs> especially for guys in the military. We had to go ahead and had to literally change stuff up for them because there were so many incidents of people cheating in the military and people cheating at home that it happened so often that they had to change the stuff up. Um, I guess because of distance. I'm not saying it can't be done. I know it can. But human nature, a lot of times, takes the path of least resistance. <laughs> well, and I feel like the military is probably different because that's a a, a much longer period of time um, where they're not able to come home, say, like every other week or every other month or even every other year, you know, just depending on their position in the military. And also, too, that's high risk, high tension, high stress, and those things take a hold on both ends of the spectrum. Not to mention, I mean, military, in my opinion, they just don't get paid enough. So you definitely have your family back home that, you know, may continue to struggle and you're not home. I just think that those are like double whammies in my book. It's one thing to struggle together and you're here, but a whole different story to struggle without your other person. And I think that those are the stressors that put on the relationship that cause for, you know, people to reach out to that's somebody I'm, that is there. That's what I'm saying. I've, uh, that's more extreme version. But I'm talking about jobs. Well, we'll move to the next extreme one. Or job where they have the person either out of the country, outside the state. They'll be gone for months or even year. Those kind of jobs or occupations... Like you just said, people will sometimes reach out. That's why I keep telling guys and girls, if you're going for those type of occupations, really make sure who you're with or just take care of your stuff before you try to go with somebody because that's the kind of thing that puts, it will either put a strain on in a relationship or it's really going to test where you are at. Cause I'm telling you, those things are rough. Right, and some relationships honestly probably need that. You know, some people can get along great. Like, yeah, we live, you know, a city apart or right down the road or, you know, we live close and we can see each other as often as possible. Some people can't handle, you know, letting that person float off and do their own thing. Sometimes that clinginess kicks in and it's like, I need them here. I need them around me. Sometimes just for yourself and just for your relationship, sometimes you need a little distance. Sometimes you need to stand on your own two feet and just trust and believe that that person can be the person who you think that they are. Because everybody's going to act different when they're laying next to you versus when they're in the street versus when they just have a whole country to go run amok in. So I think it really just depends on, again, the individual couple and their specific situation. Um, cause a good friend of mine that her husband is a truck driver, they have a special needs child and that's even more difficult for them because she does stay behind. 
to care for their kid and that's hard on him just being away and not being present with their their child and to give the wife support but also the wife is saturated in just caring for their son 24 7 so it's it's weighted on both ends and it's just so hard for both of them but again that's a really unique situation and not everybody can do it um, not everybody can do it oh hell no that's what i'm saying that's why i uh, told my friends that that takes a special type of mindset and i will say especially the odds are somewhat against you it's like saying for people saying they want to go for a certain occupation or job and yes they always tell kids you can be whatever you want to be, but in reality, a lot of them pretty much don't end up the where they want to go, because <laughs> the odds when somebody might be stuck against your favor, and those kind of relationships, the odds are definitely stacked against you. They can be done, but like I said, there are odds and averages, especially in the make relationship world in America, and all those other countries stuff. But yeah. Well, and I just think that those are things that need to be talked about. I feel like so many times in relationships, it's like, well, it'll get better. Or, you know, well, I'll do certain things on my end to try to, you know, fix or persuade or change the situation. When I think it has to be equal on both parts and we both have to be on the up and up and just make it vocalized and say, hey, we're looking at this thing and this is just so screwed up and it's not working. And, you know, I'm feeling this type of way you know, how are you feeling? I mean, that person may just be walking around thinking everything's hunky-dory when in actuality their partner is suffering. Now, you and I both know. <laughs> We've seen people out there. But all well and good what you're saying. Yes, that's true. But what do we see more people do? <laughs> <laughs> They'll go out there, probably not talk a little bit, probably won't text, won't call. And like, I'm, t- I'm good. And then talk to their friend, whatever. And we've seen the whole spectrum go down. I mean, I guess it also depends on the age group. Because I've seen less talking more, um, like let's say 18, early 20s. Maybe they try to do a little bit more in the late 20s. And start to pick up from there because they try to get a little more maturity, learn more about themselves. Otherwise, people are like, he ain't saying nothing, I ain't going to say nothing. He ain't going to do nothing, I ain't going to do nothing. Well, that that is true. And it's also just about, you know, finding your voice and, you know, putting into words how you feel, which is not always the easiest thing to do. And some people are just really new in relationships and they don't really know the flow or, you know, how it's supposed to go and the structure and everything is different and everybody is different. But it's just you got to be open and vocal and honest about how you feel. Sad part about it is that we actually got them after try doing it. That'd be a win-win. <laughs> now I know I know in the black community we have our own little fair share and shit going on there. Um, I remember my one friend. I was trying to tell him. I said, "Look, uh, they kept breaking up off and on, all right, and uh, they pretty much. I think they met like when they were." Um, they met it like they were 16 or something. All right. And pretty much they've been together for a while. So they're like, what, 21, 22. They keep breaking up, break up, coming out together, break up, get back together. Okay. So he's, um, they want to go to his party. All right. She, uh, pretty much wanted to go to the party and she didn't tell him about it. 
And you, know, you felt some kind of way because she went to the party and she posted up on Snapchat or whatever she's wearing. And he said, what the hell? He snaps about it. He said, no big deal. He's not trying to go out with the girls, that kind of situation. Now, because of lack of communication, now you got somebody feeling some kind of way. And now he's feeling some kind of way. And so now what he does, he goes, um, this is supposed to be a big party going down in Houston. He just goes, he, he, he lives in Dallas, by the way. He goes all the way down to Houston, down to party ball, posts up on Snapchat. Now she's feeling some kind of way. And now you got two people feeling some kind of way, kind of trying to get back at each other and just playing like a bunch of black to mind games. Now, mind you, they kept going back and forth for a while, then they broke up again. And then after they broke up again, they stopped texting or whatever. Uh, the girl decided she wanted to go ahead and post up pictures of herself or some random guy in a club, in a party, club, whatever. He sees that. He gets mad. Go to a party himself. Post picture of himself grinding on some random chick. And cycle ensues. So, you know, I don't know. I, it just, it seems like when you add all the mind games and stuff with the little petty shit, it, it really does start to, uh, it makes it to like one big game for to a lot of people. Nobody want to take a seat, like just talk it out. Instead, it does not say nothing. Let somebody do something. They get mad. Just keep coming back. One over, back and forth. Yada yada yada. And you know how the rest of it goes. Well, and I think that's just them working and operating out of just a toxic, toxic relationship. <laughs> I mean, you can you can only push somebody so far, and there's no point if you really feel like you have to. If somebody hurt you and you're not open enough or you're not comfortable enough to just openly say, hey, your actions hurt me in this way and talk it out and move past it. Because that person may honestly just genuinely be like, hey, like this is my, you know, OOTD for the day. You know, I'm just, you know, doing me wearing what I want to wear. And he now feels like he's being disrespected as the man in her life he at that point should have said hey like what you have on makes me uncomfortable especially if you're going to be out without me like that oh, makes me feel oh uncomfortable. they they already uh, but uh, it's, talked about already it's it's one of those things where to just continue to just give tit for tat like you can't do that in a relationship because at that point where does it end <laughs> like it, it you you basically have to kill the other person to make sure that you win like there there is no end in that and that's, oh, that's not really a relationship I because know. you're now going out of your way to be vengeful and to be hurtful and to make sure that that person feels inadequate or insecure or just downright feels like shit and that's not the way you're supposed to make somebody that you care about feel you shouldn't make anybody feel that way even a stranger but definitely not somebody that you <laughs> feel like you're possibly going to commit your life and time to stranger danger <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying but i said that's true but you know for one dang well people are doing it well yeah yeah and and that unfortunately is only going to end badly but that's what your 20s are for i oh, mean yeah. you're supposed to bump your head and and do dumb shit and and realize the things that you don't like. That's why I definitely really admire people that get together in their teens and try to build a life in a relationship, you know, well into their adulthood. But people just need to understand that you're in such a different place and such a different mindset. 
you know, between those time periods. And you need to figure out and sow your oats and figure out what you like and what you don't like and travel the world and become cultured and see other things because you don't know yourself at 16, 17 years old. You don't know yourself at 22, 23, 24. It's something in that 27, 28, 29 range where your brain clicks and things start to make sense and you have a different perspective. So don't feel, don't feel bad if you're in a a fucked up relationship that you're not sure at this very second is going anywhere, but just be open to another possible opportunity. That would be my that would be my advice. I said, if you're stuck with a psycho killer who would like to go ahead and slice cats for a living, <laughs> by all means, move on. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like you should empower yourself to ditch that individual. Just if be you, just you, be honest about it. If you find yourself with a, with a girl that would like to go ahead and uh, cut off random animal penises, run away. <laughs> I, I mean, unless that's your thing. Unless, um, unless that's intriguing do, to yeah, you. Ditch the individual and empower yourself and save your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but you know it's um, it's it's definitely uh, a trend I have noticed a good chunk in the community, and um, unfortunately, it's I don't know, I think it's kind of picking up traction to be honest. I don't know. Relationships now, what are f- I guess back then people used to stay together a little bit longer. Now I really do feel relationships kind of get changed out, like shopping in the mall or the grocery store. And I guess like the people are saying, everybody at the teens, whatever, figuring out what they want and figuring out what they want to do. Unfortunately, by the time they get to their early, um, uh, 30s, 40s, whatever, some still don't know what they want to do. And <laughs> they still doing the same thing. Um, but like I said, we all know that we don't have forever to do what we have to do. And um, people do have their agendas. That's been known. Even we knew back now. We even have science to back up things that we thought about back then. How cuddles are actually releasing dopamine and actually feel good hormones. Why ladies like cuddling? I mean, as you know, yeah, the hormones being released. That's one of the big thing going on there. Um, we found another reason for why. Uh, like I say, this. Um, why I know that virgins usually slatch on so much harder through the oxytocin. They prove that when that comes to that being released, that makes a big difference on how long a person stays with somebody as opposed to somebody who's used to being around all the time. And that's a topic that I don't really get talked too often. Science even proved that hormones exist, but there's a reason for why people say if some virgins are so clingy. There's a reason why. Hormonally, it makes you want to cling to that person because it's meant to make you stick to a person. We weren't meant to go ahead and just screw everything that moves and think that it's not going to cause some kind of backlash. Well, and a lot of it, too, I think it's just energy. Um, I mean, I know a lot of it is hormonal, but also, too, just... You know, spiritual energy that just ties you to that person because even in even in regular friendships, not relationships or, or sexual partners or anything like that, just even in friendships, you're tied to that person for some reason. 
And it's not only the fact that that person makes you happy or they inspire you or they uplift you or, you know, they make you laugh. You know, there's so many different energies that just bond you to that individual. And I think that that's important, too, even when you're trying to build a relationship. Be friends first. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah I build, a, build a friendship before it's just like, okay, well, we're having sex and, you know, we're, you know, just, you know, just chilling, chilling or whatever you want to define it chilling. as, you know, oh, before, yeah. before you go there, your, your body's going to tell you, this is the person that I want to even be around, let alone to oh, build yeah. a, build a relationship with. That's if your I, energy's clean, you know, well, that, that's, that's I mean. great. But if for some reason you can't even stand to be around this person's energy, then, I mean, your, your, your body has already... Your spirit has already told you where to go from there. That's what it's I mean. just up to you to follow it. That's also what I talk about, the whole backlash. That kind of thing will also screw up your energy. And yes, I believe you should be friends first with the person to find out what they're about. But there's a reason for why they, I guess they told back then, hold on and not go too far. I mean, I guess I'm seeing people now starting to try to push back a little bit because they're noticing that... Um, all that energy overflow or being screwed around, it makes it hard to stick to just one person for people. And that's why Virginia was looked upon a certain way because it helps you cling on to a person easier. And the person who's been, let's say, hardened or messed around by life and they had partners and now they're bitter or, you know, hard them to connect, it's a lot harder for that person to connect as opposed to somebody who still believes in that hope. Or never been hurt like that, that way. I'm not saying it's not impossible. I'm just saying it's a little bit harder. And energy, like I said, is very important. And we have seen everybody, um, you know, everybody got some people they know that got good energy and got bad energy. It's like in Dragon Ball Z. You got somebody walking around, you got a hell of a great aura. <laughs> and, the, and the other guy, he feels like he's, he's blasted Frieza. You can tell his aura is dark, it's purple. He probably got whatever going on there. Not a good situation. You want to have a Goku type of aura. You don't want to have Frieza type of aura. And you don't want to be weak like Yamcha because you can only get killed by one little blast. So that sucks too. But you get my point there. <laughs> Babe, I doubt anybody's going to get your Dragon Ball Z reference. Oh, trust me. They know as a black <laughs> and nerdy podcast, they will understand deeply. <laughs> but anyway. Um, let me see. If you feel this way about that, um, what would you call to be... Uh, what would probably be the most toxic thing you've seen in a relationship? Just in any relationship? Yeah, any. Um, I mean, really just... Um, I'm not going to say infidelity because that's so much deeper, but I think it's just a lot of the the lies and the secrecy. And I think that's the part that that hurts the most. I mean, yeah, cheating on someone sucks. it's all the deeper things that that come attached to that so the lying and the hiding and the sneaking around and you know the the flipping the script trying to make me seem like i'm crazy like i don't know what it is that's happening and you know just putting our life and relationship mm -hmm. and and love on the line, it's like some things just aren't meant to be sacrificed. And I feel like it's one thing for you to 
be caught up in the moment, sleep with that person, and then just be like, oh my gosh, this was terrible. I'm never going to do this again. But it's just when it's just a continual lie, it's a continual secret, you just, you just build and build and build until it's just this big, ugly blemish that, of course, it's, <laughs> you're never going to be able to rebound from that. You just, you, you aren't, you're ever, never going to be able to re rebound. And I think that that's the hardest part in relationships is it's like you have to be somewhat conditioned to be prepared for something like that to happen, but also to be soft hearted enough to where if your partner comes to you and say, hey, this is the way that I'm feeling. This is what I'm missing out on. This is what I feel like you're not giving me and that I feel like someone else can then, you know, those are things that you guys definitely need to discuss because cheating doesn't happen overnight. No, no. And the secrets don't happen overnight and the lying doesn't happen overnight. So, I mean, it's just being in tune to those cues and, and things that, you know, pop up or, or arise that you just need to be mindful of. Sad to say, yeah, we just kind of think what's talked about more often nowadays, but... It seems to be the most modern day thing is pretty much if it goes bad, you don't say much or whatever, or a lot of people just kind of just ghosting. Well, and I think it's hard to talk about because a lot of it does just happen in the moment. It's like, I, I know this sounds stupid, but sometimes you are just walking down the street and you just see that person and all of a sudden just something clicks and you're like, whoa, what the hell was that? Or, you know, you're yes. out and someone approaches you and they don't know you. They don't know that you're married or dating or in a relationship. They just, you know, come up and strike a conversation. And if that's something that you're craving and that you're missing out on, then of course it's going to pique your interest. It's going to be like, huh, this is the piece of that puzzle that I just wasn't getting at home. So it's not, it's not purposeful always. But I think it reaches a point to where it's like, okay, now it's gone too far. Now it's gotten yeah. too, it's gotten way too convoluted to where it's like, okay, yeah. now we're in deep. Now we're in trouble. That's why I always tell people, or at least my family always told me, you always be careful of who you talk to or who you let in your space. Because sometimes you find yourself in bonds with people who you can't even stand. Or basically you're with somebody that you don't even like, but you're not able to get away from. It sounds crazy, but I've seen people in those situations. And other I tell people say, yes, you can be in a relationship, and yes, you can have friends, but you need to understand there have to be healthy boundaries. And that's why a lot of times people can tell with red flag with certain people because they don't know those boundaries or they don't respect those boundaries. And they let people in too easily, and then they find themselves in situations like, I don't know how did it just happen. Things don't just happen. People make choices, and those choices there are consequences, whether right or wrong. Well, and a lot of it too is it may not be, it may not be mutual. It may be like, hey, I honestly thought that me and this individual were in a friendship type of relationship. I didn't feel that sexual chemistry or anything, but that was that was the ploy just to get into my space and to get into my life. And then oh, yeah. it changes on either end and that's not communicated. Oh, and so, a lot I, of times the biggest communications in life aren't really verbal. Right. It's in their body manners and their physical. Men like guys know guys and women know women. If a guy was walking down the street and he told how a grand old girl struck a conversation with him, 
His wife or girlfriend would feel a little wary. Like, what's going on? Most women would. Right. Same way if a guy was walking down the street, struck up with his wife, and told her husband about it, and just trying to cuss it for her, he would be kind of wary too. Because, like I'm saying, those situations could be innocent. But it's kind of like um, it's kind of like being on a ship. We're not saying the ship's going to crash, but every ship got a lifeboat. Right. Because we know shit happens. <laughs> right. That's so I always tell people, you be careful who you talk to. I'm not saying you should avoid talking to everybody, but I'm just saying they're the healthy space for those who you are in relationship with and a space for those who are acquaintances or just friends. Like there's certain things you don't do with those that your husband as opposed to somebody just friends or whatever with. Right. And I've seen that happen quite a bit nowadays in America. I guess that, I get that's one of the things I've talked about literally is the, the energy space and boundaries. I might do more research on that because I know that um, how strong bonds can get and the, not only the sexual tie but the emotional tie. I've seen people sometimes do emotional cheating and a lot of times sometimes that's more the starting point before it starts getting physical. Mm-hmm. And how that's done the whole fun ball game starts getting really ugly. Like pretty much he's just gathering a spirit bomb you don't see it the entire time but it's like above the sky. By the time you realize it you already got slammed up with that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All into Dragon Ball Z world. I'm just saying. For example, okay. Like in, let me ask you this. In Marvel's Endgame, do you think Tony was right to, um, do you think it was right that they killed Tony off knowing he was trying to stay with his family but didn't kill off Hawkeye because it was his family? Well, um, if any of you haven't seen Endgame, I apologize. You know, we just spoiled that for you. <laughs> um, but I I think that it 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 started with Stark and it had to end with Stark. And I know that that sounds really just <laughs> way more intense than it needs to be. But, I mean, it started with Tony's dad and it continued with him. And I think that it had to end with him. And, um, yeah, Hawkeye had a family and a wife and... And, and things like that. But he also, too, wasn't supernatural. Tony necessarily wasn't either, but he was enhanced. I mean, he he was who he was supposed to be. And in the first, um, uh, infi- well, it, I guess that's technically Infinity Wars, you know, Doctor Strange basically told him that he he is the peace. If anybody figures it out, it's going to be him. So at the end of the day, it's like there were already hints and clues and 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 innuendos that it was gonna be Tony. It's just it was hard for us to accept. But um, I think as far as like situational, he's always had Pepper even since the original Iron Man movies. Um, nobody saw him having a kid. I didn't like how they took him from like this snooty rich playboy type of persona and then they humanized him and gave him a wife and a kid only to kill him off in the same movie <laughs> like that was <laughs> that was kind of fucked i can't lie <laughs> <But> <laughs> screw you Iron Man. right that's right, right. Wrong, but man. um but yeah i mean relationship wise that that was his she i feel like pepper always knew that it was gonna be tony that's why she that's why she let him go she just she 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 knew it was going to be him. And she knew how how serious and how 
how how poignant his position was in the Avengers. He was the Avengers. So um she had to she had to realize that. Same thing with like the first lady. You know how important your husband's job as the president is. You know, he he leads the free world. Like he he's he's never gonna be able to walk down the street barefaced again. Ever. Mm-hmm. So you you have as as the as the supporting leading lady in that in that soap drama you just have to be prepared and she never asks if she's getting enough attention either <laughs> I that had to go I felt like she wasn't but um uh, but I feel like man. Tony always made it up to her <laughs> oh man yeah yeah she yeah, did. Yeah, it's kind of small things there that I like seeing more often. Hopefully, I might see Black Panther too. See, I don't know. I know in the comic books Black Panther gets a storm. I, I don't know. Maybe it'll get a storm. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen now yeah. that he's with that princess chick again. If you haven't seen Black Panther, sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> I'll make sure to put a put something on there for that. I do love. But I, I know Marvel's kind of definitely going a different direction, but I do like some of the comic books. The movies and comic books may always be the same thing sometimes, but yeah, try to make it work. Okay. Well, I think I got a good enough questions answered today. Uh, I'm going to see what I'm going to think about for next time. Till then, stay alive, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any kinky stories or confessions that you really want to have me read on this podcast, you can just send it to my email at bdsmnoirlife at gmail.com. Or you can find it in pretty much my bio on Anchor or my Instagram. Anyway, if you also want to find more bonus stories or ASMR Y'all can check out my Patreon. I'll be constantly be putting more and more content of whatever comes in my life. But anyway, until next time.